0: From the heart of Dubai, where tomorrow is being built today, to the world. Welcome to the CTO Show with Mehmet. Here, we redefine technology and reimagine possibilities. With Mehmet, delve into the riveting realms of AI, cybersecurity, and digital technology. Experience the thrilling highs and lows of startups. Immerse yourself in the spirit of entrepreneurship and witness the future of business innovation being written in real time. Now, without further ado, let's tune in and explore the future.
1: Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the CTO Show with Mehmet. Today, I'm very pleased joining me from the U.S., uh, Beth McDaniel. Beth? The way I love to do it is I keep it to my guests to introduce themselves. So uh, to tell us a little bit about you and, you know, about your company and what you do. So the floor is yours.
2: All right. Thank you, Ahmed. Thank you for having me. Um, So what I do, and it takes some explanation because most people have never really thought about it, but we operate in the paint and coating space. And I'm saying coatings like C-O-A-T-I-N-G-S, coatings. Um, a paint and a coating are similar. A paint is just a coating with a color in it, okay? So I use those terms interchangeably a lot. Anyway, um, what we do is uh, we add functionality to paints and coatings. Now, everything is pretty much coated in your, in your world. It At some point, it's manufacturing process. If it's man-made, it's got a coating on it to protect it. It might not have color, so it might not be a paint, but it's going to be something to protect it. Okay. So look around you. It's not just on the floors and the walls, but the ceilings and your desk and your computer screen, your clothing, everything you're looking at has a coating on it. And that's surface area. And when we think about what we've done is we've, excuse me, um, added biological molecules in general to create functionality, things that are, um, that have some sort of functionality in nature, enzymes and peptides and such, that have a functionality in nature, what we've done in the past is we put those biomolecules into a paint or coating, and then spread it out on surfaces, that coating dries, and then it has that functionality. Okay, so where we use an antimicrobial peptide, for instance, now these peptides are all over you, so they're naturally non-toxic and naturally occurring, and we will take a peptide, that has a functionality that's antimicrobial, breaks down um, uh, bacteria, algae, fungal, it actually kills it, algae, fungi, molds, even viruses like COVID. And um, we put that into a coating system, a paint, and we spread that paint over surfaces and then the paint dries and then it has antimicrobial functionality. So we're in the paint business and we're in the surface area business. And what you've invited me onto your show to talk to your, um, to talk to your audience about, I believe, is another development that's taken place um, in that company. Another platform technology is what we call them that has to do with climate change. And in that case, what we've done is we have put a um, algae, a real organism, into a coating system this time and asked it to do what it does in nature, which is we all know from eighth grade biology that plants and algae um, pull down CO2 from the, from the atmosphere and they use it to make their glucose and to release oxygen along with the help of sunlight and, and water. And so we've taken algae, an organism, a living organism and put that into paints and coatings and We've allowed that to uh, do its work and it pulls down CO2. So it's a climate change technology. I'm the president of the company that did this. It's a company called Reactive Surfaces. And um, we are um, an XPRIZE competitor. We can talk about that a little bit, but there is a prize, the largest prize ever given for any competition, $100 million, sponsored by Elon Musk. And um, the the competition is to develop the best carbon removal technology, and that's what this is. It's carbon removal technology, as opposed to mitigation. We can talk about that, but um, and we're team Lichen in, in that competition.
1: That's great. I'm very happy, Ben, because I believe uh, this topic usually not covered enough, right? So, so you know. We tried a couple of times here on the show to get people to talk to us about green technology, to talk about uh, you know sustainable technology, to talk about uh, climate tech, if you want. So I'm very happy that that you know we, we we managed to 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 have this episode together, and of course we will we will discuss all this. But first of all, I'm sure that like you know there is a motivation for for anyone um behind the work they do like especially for someone on the executive level like yourself so um what was the motivation for you you know to to pursue you know this with with the 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 company you know like i'm sure like you have some ambitions so if you can tell us the people more about that
2: yeah well sometimes um uh sometimes we're motivated by someone coming like a company coming in and um and saying you know we need a particular paint and a paint that does this and we're paid by that company so we do business to business a lot of the time um where a paint company like an accident noble or sherwin williams might ask us to develop a certain paint for them that has a certain functionality in this case we were struck by the urgency of climate change okay and um you know, climate change, uh, we all kind of lived with it for a while and disregarded it. And then it's just these reports started coming out from the um, um, the UN's uh, International Panel on Climate Change. And um, we, in October of 2018, actually, and so I'm I'm married to the chief scientist, okay? That's one of the things that motivates me is that I'm married to a genius biochemist nice. <laughs> that started this company And we've been, uh, and this is our baby, okay? So we've been um, developing functional coatings for the last 20 years. And, um, but we were both struck by the urgency of climate change in 2018 when one of the major reports came out by the UN. And so we took this on by ourselves. No one hired us to do this. We are self-funding up up until recently. We've been self-funded uh, we are seeking investment for this particular technology because it's very important. It's very effective. And um, it could be a real tool that the world can use in their fight against climate change. And it's, it's natural and it's non-toxic. And, and it, it um, overcomes a lot of problems that some of the other technologies might have. Um, but yeah, we were motivated by, uh, I mean, if you want to hear a story, I don't know if you really want to hear a story. Yes, about- please. Okay. Yes, please because I remember the moment when we read that report and it was October of 2018 and it was an IPCC report and we discussed it. And, and I remember my husband, Steve was just like, wow, this is way bigger than, than I ever realized. And it's so urgent and it's so right now. And he said, I've been thinking about something for a long time and um, I think we need to pursue it. And that is another functional coding. Like I said, we have different platform technologies, like, you know, an antimicrobial, um, technology. Like I talked to you about the peptide and we have a enzyme technology. And so he said, I've been thinking about this for a long time and I think we need to pursue it. Now he used to be, do a lot of scientific research, like in the Arctic. And he spent some times, some time in the Arctic and, um, <clears throat> this was on kind of a, a on a different mission, but, what he noticed in the Arctic one time was when they were doing, um, they, were, they were exploring in an area that just had nothing. It was just big rocks and, and, and that's it, just giant rocks in this ar- Arctic desert. And he saw a rock and it had this giant like GPS um, marker on it, a big red marker. And he thought, that's weird. It was just one of them. So he goes over there and he sees and it's not paint, though. It was lichen. And, um, lichen, as you know, like I'm talking about lichen, like you see in the forest when you, when you see on rocks, you know, this brightly colored, all different colors of, um, lichen and they're real thin and they're really stuck to the rock. And he saw that he thought it was paint, but it was lichen. And he was like, that is like, lichen is like paint. That was when it struck him. This was years ago. And uh, long before 2018, and he had been thinking about it. And so he he realized that lichen is like paint. And so at this moment, when we were contemplating the urgency and the emergency of, of climate change, he said, I think we need to pursue this. And so we designed a paint that works like lichen. And so what lichen is, is lichen is composed of two organisms, a fungus and an algae. And the algae does what algae do. And that is pull down CO2, just like plants. And what the fungus does, interestingly, in the, in the lichen, is the fungus pr- uh, provides a nice environment for the algae to do its work. And helps it, like, it keeps it from overgrowing, okay? Because algae will do that and become into, turn into an algae bloom, okay? That can be toxic in some ways. They need to be contained a little bit. It will help... The algae get um, sunlight that it needs, but not too much UV that would kill it. Um, It will help it get the nutrients that it needs. Um, So anyway, they work together in the lichen, and we designed our paint just like that. But the paint is like the fungus, and we designed that paint to do what the fungus does and keep the algae from from not overgrowing. I mean, from overgrowing, we keep the algae... Um, we have things that we do with paint because we manipulate paints all the time. So we put, we put things in paint that maybe cause it to um, grab water from the atmosphere. That's very helpful with this technology or that use um, UV and um, I mean that use sunlight. We, We can gather, gather the sunlight, but that block the UV. We, we manipulate paints in that way all the time. And that's, um, like the fungus side of the um of the lichen, and well, anyway, it works. so now we have a paint that um, actually captures c o two and we, we can spread that on surfaces and just for your um for your audience to understand a little bit better, this is not a paint necessarily that goes on the wall. this is a different kind of paint uh it's like paint in that it is thin and it adheres well to surfaces. Okay. So you can put it on verticals, you know, on vertical spaces. And, um, we, um, but be given, given like the, um, the breadth of the problem that is so huge and we need so much surface area to do the work of photosynthesis. Imagine using this particular paint in a facility in which we've maximized the amount of surface area. And so we have modules containing a whole bunch of painted surface area as much as we can get in there, and then we use as many of those modules as we can to do the work of photosynthesis.
1: That's great explanation. I I I, I love it actually. I you know I love when you know I hear these details that everyone can can understand right so so you're not (laughs) you're not like taking it too much technical like everyone I believe can understand so but like quick one and I I mean we can categorize the company in the field of biotech right am I am I correct
2: and material science well what's interesting about that Mehmet is that it's a it's a merger of um, biotech with material science which is the paint part of it and that part had not really been done before
1: yeah, so but my other question to you is, like you mentioned a couple of applications right so you mentioned where it can be applied now, uh, how you are seeing you know the i would say the reaction from 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 the people or like from the companies like you you work with like are they getting excited um, you know and are they saying okay this is cool, or, you know, you're getting them really say, hey, we need this today, we, we we need to have this because really we want to contribute. Because I'm trying to understand here, honestly speaking, when it comes to anything similar to what you are doing, people approach it a little bit with kind of, kind of, you know, doubts, skepticism, you know. So how do you see the reaction of people? Because we need it, and maybe you know that, like, just... Uh, a couple of weeks back here, we we had the climate change conference, the COP, you know, and and there are a lot, you know, people sometimes they doubt this, although like I've seen a lot of people who's coming with very ambitious ideas. And, you know, I've met like, for example, founders from the States who are trying to even generate electricity from a more green uh, sources. So for you, especially being in the biotech and kind of you know, climate tech, if you want, because you're trying to reduce, you know, the, the production of the CO2. So how people are reacting with this uh, from, from your interaction with that?
2: Yeah, so different people react in different ways, okay? And what what I can say is when it get, when you get down to it, okay, and I told you this, but I'm not, I'm not the scientist on our team, but we have a, a bunch of PhD level scientists that are working on this in all different fields. And so the science is really good. And when people dig into it, they can they can see it, okay? It really works. It's provable. We do good science, okay? And so those that look at it um, and get into it are very pleased um, with the science. Now, investment doesn't always follow that logical path. <laughs> uh, we're still seeking investment. And unfortunately, and and I think, and we have, you know, a lot of interest in this technology because it really, I'm telling you, it really works out. Okay. The numbers work out. There's all sorts of numbers that are third-party analysis that are taking place. For instance, a life cycle analysis, which which calculates how much CO2 you're taking from the atmosphere versus how much your process is emitting. Okay. So you got to make sure that what it, what it is is it's a negative, a net negative, right? So you want to have net negative CO2. You can't be emitting more in your process than you're pulling down in CO2, or that doesn't even make sense. And so we have outside reports that validate that this is indeed a net negative technology where we're pulling down more CO2 than we're emitting in the process by far. And, um, and what the cost of that is. And so we, fav- we, we compare very favorably um, to other technologies, and we can talk about what those might be in this space. Um, but people are, I- investment into new technology, um, and, and I've been in that space for quite some time, is, um, is, is a little bit of a different animal, um, because people have to take a real leap, you know, to invest in something new. They say that pioneers get arrows in their back, Okay. So <laughs> we've been in this space, you know, several times, and so we know how to raise dollars, and we will. And there is a lot of interest by um, companies, for instance, that are in hard-to-abate industries like steelmaking, um, and the airline industry could even be interested. There's a lot of a lot of interest right now in these type te- technologies, and what we're talking about in comparison to a mitigation technology or a sustainable technology is um, this is a carbon removal technology, just so your audience knows what we're talking about It's this is actually pulling down CO2 from the ambient air, or it can be pulling down CO2 from a, from an emission slipstream, like an industrial um, emissions. We could actually capture that and, and use that CO2 as well. But um, as compared to a mitigation technique, which would be like um an alternative fuel that is um is has less of a carbon footprint. So that's a mitigation um versus a carbon removal. We're actually pulling carbon down. Um it they're just two different technologies and they're both very important. I'm just identifying where we where this technology falls is on the carbon removal side of things. And there's not a lot of carbon re- removal technologies out there unfortunately that are doing a whole lot of this work and they're very necessary in order for us to not overshoot these climate goals and and get into a place where we can't roll the clock backwards you know and we're stuck in a situation where you know for instance um the the um the coral reefs are dying and you know ecology is changing and we're losing animal species and that kind of thing so we need carbon removal we need mitigation and we fall in the carbon removal space and yes people are extremely interested in it but still uh and we're in the middle of raising dollars for this to really promote it big and hopefully we'll win the x prize
1: yeah hopefully yeah tell me more about this and tell me you mentioned something about the the competition
2: right Uh x prize yeah
1: yeah so so So, uh, you know, like, is that something that, uh, you know, you think it can happen soon?
2: Yes. Well, we won't know. The competition doesn't, uh, they won't announce the winner until Earth Day 2025. Oh. Uh, And the reason why is because in order to win this competition, what you have to do is you have to actually have a facility that removes a thousand Mm. tons of CO2. Okay. okay. And then there are also, you have to remove a thousand tons of CO2. You have to model costs at a million tons of removal and you have to, um, and you have to have a model for reaching a billion ton or a gigaton of CO2 removal, which is extremely important because frankly, and unless we can get to the gigaton level, you might not spend your money because if we can't get there, then we're not doing anything. We should build shelters instead.
1: Mm, yeah, I see. Now, I want not shift give completely, but like from your perspective, you know, you you're taking care of the business, right? So, and you are a leader in in, in a in a space which is emerging as we, we we spoke. So, what I'm curious to know, when you are in something which is you you. Solving an essential global problem, right? Uh, but at the same time, you have to run the business. So what are the, some of the strategies you, know, you, you employ to stay ahead of the curve, you know, especially in, in a very innovative uh, domain? And at the same time, you're trying to prove your market presence. So what are kind of the strategies that you can share with us?
2: Well, um, there's many some of them are better than others. Right. Uh, But I would say like, we're using um, a lot of outreach. Okay. And so I thank you so much for being interested in, in this topic because it's important that everyone, you know, climate change and the the bad effects of climate change are not just for scientists anymore. Everyone's starting to freak out about it. Right. And so um, what some of the strategies that we use are, you know, really, like I said, outreach, just, letting people know there are other alternatives because there are certain technologies in this space that are kind of um, sucking up all the oxygen. <laughs> and and that, that's a bad way to say, that's, a, that's a, um, just an expression. Um, but what I'm, it's not literally sucking up all the oxygen, I just mean they're taking up all of the, you know they're getting all of the um, attention in that space. And um, there's, there are things that might not be as beneficial in those technologies. And I'm not knocking them because we hope the best for all of these, there's plenty of room and there's plenty of space in this area for all of these technologies. Cause there's so much work that has to get done. Cause so for your, for your listeners, um, the, the United nations and their IPCC report says that we need to be pulling down two to 10 gigatons, I believe, or two to six gigatons by 2030. And if you, um, and where we are right now is in the tens of thousands globally. Okay. Mm. And that's net negative. There are carbon capture technologies. Okay. That are utilized here in Texas and probably in Dubai that are capturing CO2. They're just not permanently sequestering it. Okay. And that's, that's the, the idea. Um, And so uh, some of the strategies that we have to get out are we use promotion. I have a, a PR firm that is, um, helping us, um, reach out to a lot of, um, to a lot of podcasters like yourself, to journalists. Um, we kind of just have to let people know there's a different option out there. And, um, so we've been doing, I've been doing a lot of podcasts about this and, um, and writing some articles and such. You could see that on my LinkedIn. And, um, and then, I mean, we just have to fight. We, we talk to a lot of paint companies because that's our space, you know. So we, we work within our space and promote this. And um, then we're talking to investors um, so that we can get some bridge financing to really launch this and take it to the next level.
1: That's good to hear. And, you know, like this is my pleasure again, but because this is, I think it's a... Uh, um, uh, you know, it's the minimum thing we can we can do back, you know, or give back when it comes to making the the Earth livable. I would say so. <laughs> yeah, of course. So anything that helps in that, I would be more than happy to share it on on my podcast. And I told you, um, you know, about also the episode we we've done with Gleb like, Yushin from uh, you know the manufacturer of the uh, electric uh, uh, the the batteries for the electric vehicles. So yeah, anything that that can Promote that more than happy to do it now, out of curiosity, like do you see because I know like it's it's like science more into science as you mentioned, and you know all the things um but have you considered collaborating with other i would say of course, not competition, <laughs>
2: but, you know, a, a, any... Like- colleagues. We like to call them colleagues because we... Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so and, you know, maybe because now the world is, is moving very fast toward, like, you know, uniting sometimes different technologies in order to make, um, you know, this comes to market much faster. Even sometimes I can see people leveraging this to attract actually the attention of investors. Sometimes, you know... So are you seeing this uh, some possibility uh, for you to to collaborate with, with other companies, even not necessarily in your same domain or the same field, but, you know, something that can definitely add to, to your uh, reach, I would say?
2: Yes. Great question. Um, and I hadn't been asked that question very much. But the thing is, is that we're all trying in within the space of carbon removal, we are all trying. To do the same thing. And we would be there to work with other um, um, competitors. I don't consider them competitors. I consider them colleagues um, that are in this space and we would like to help them. So here's how we could actually do that. And is there are other carbon removal technologies. So for instance, you'll hear about one, the one that's probably best known is called Climeworks and they've been operating for a number of years and they're pulling down about um, in the, I don't know if they've gone to 40,000 tons, but that I think they, they were definitely doing like 4,000 tons. And this is in Iceland, they're using energy from a geyser um, geothermal energy that, and so anyway, they're located next to that geyser. And, um, and so for instance, we could um, we could work with these other, and what they have is they have like a um, fan technology um, that pulls down, there are these big fans and they pull down CO2 that, and then the CO2 is converted into a liquid and then it's pushed underground. And that's a very simplified way of putting it. But it, there's, it, there's a chemical reaction that takes place and then it separates the CO2 and it pulls, puts it with water and then they push that underground um, like a couple miles underground into like um, old saline, uh, old water um, caves down there, or where, or they put it down where there's been oil before that's been depleted. And um, what we could do with if we join forces, and we are definitely interested in doing that, and a lot of people don't cap, you know, catch on to that, and that's interesting that you brought it up, is that we think we have a better way of sequestering. OK, that's CO2. So if they so we, yeah, we have our own way of capturing the CO2 and they do, too. Um, but we could take their captured CO2 and instead of having to put it down literally two miles down into the ground, which has its own issues. OK, I mean, we, you know, there's there's geological issues, there's water tables you got to pass by, there's it hadn't really been done before. There's a whole bunch of regulatory and permitting required for that that hasn't been done we could take their CO2 that they capture and put it through our system and we don't have to sequester down underground. We could, but we can either sequester in the paint, we can sequester. And what I mean is that it doesn't, it, it puts that CO2 in a place that does not re-release into the atmosphere for at least a hundred years. And um, so we have the ability to sequester like in our paint and then we have other means of sequestration um that are permanent that uh that don't involve something as difficult as putting it down into the ground like that and in, in kind of an unknown also so i think we have a safer better way to sequester and we could connect with those companies and offer them that service. and we have, we intend to do so
1: that's good to hear always cool. I, I i like the way you uh explained it like they are not competitors; they are colleagues i love to approach even you know in my domain the same thing now final thing but and uh, because i told you before we 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 uh, before we started um i love also to inspire entrepreneurs and young entrepreneurs especially so because you've been in this so what are some of the things you can give to young entrepreneurs first and this is I'm, I'm a little bit changing usually my, my last question. So first, you know, advice is in general. So first, for someone who wants, he or she wants to start their own, his own business, right? But what you can tell them to, because I believe we need more entrepreneurs in this domain, because I believe we don't have enough. Everyone, you know, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know, but, you know, we follow trends. So we people, we 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 follow what, we see like it's promising and, you know, like for at some stage, everyone goes fintech, everyone goes, I don't know, like it's, uh, what can bring us money? But here we're talking about something, what we call usually ESG, like environmental, environmental uh, sustainable, um, and the governance. So I want to hear like kind words of wisdom from you, Beth, because you've been in this for a long time, to first give them some advice and also try to attract them to this space.
2: Well, um, yeah, advice on, um, on, on being an entrepreneur is, um, well, you have to have a good stomach. Okay. (laughs) And, um, you have, because it can be a little nerve wracking and, um, and there are times when, you know, if you come up with something innovative, um, you might not have someone that's paying you to do that. And that's happened to us many times. And if it's good enough, you got to find a way to stick with it. And the way to stick with it is to make sure that no matter what you're doing, you always have your bread and butter. Okay. You always have something that can make money on the side that can keep you going over here. Um, And so that's one of the more important things about just operating a business that is new tech that involves new technology is, you know, have something running that you can make money and it might not make you a millionaire. Okay. But, um, but, but it can keep you going while you're developing this other technology and, or, or if you can self-fund it or whatever, you know, then that's, that's fine. Um, But you're not always going to make money. And it, and if you have a really good idea like this, and this is, it was so important to us. I mean, we were actually just, when we realized the, the emergency situation of climate change, and I do every day, now, I mean, uh, then, you know, we knew we couldn't do anything else, that we had to do this. And, um, and especially when we saw the successes that the technology really works and it works like it does in Lichen, then we were like, well, we got to do this and we got to find a way. And so um, that's the other thing is find a way to do it. Don't get knocked down because the first person that you talk to or or the 10th person you you talk to doesn't act on it. Okay. People are um, nervous to be the first at something. And so you got to push on through and that's what we intend to do. And we're putting all stops. We're putting everything that we have, we're throwing everything that we have at this um, in, you know, in this nascent space. It is a new space. It's nascent. People don't know that much about it so what we're having to do in addition to that is teach them about why they need it and so sometimes in in new innovation you've got to do that we had to do that with our um with our previous technologies in the paint co- in the paint industry because uh, you you probably wouldn't know this unless you were in the paint industry but putting biological molecules into paint was a complete like paradigm shift in that industry and the reason why is cuz um, paints degrade okay they they get moldy and you can't use them anymore and they do that in the can no one wants to put they thought they didn't want to put biologicals in the paint because biologicals were call, causing this spoilage and so we had to overcome that whole mentality in the in the whole industry and we did that for it took us a you know a number of years in the paint industry to just for them to realize it's okay we can put these things in they become stable they work they don't spoil your paint but we had to fight that just that notion of it and so um I know I'm just kind of rambling on about it, but that was just my experience is that we just had to keep on pushing we had to uh keep on letting people know what's out there so that the end user has an expectation you know because otherwise You just have like the big companies that are shaping the space and, you know, you might need to get out there and let people know there's an alternative that you're not seeing that, you know, is not being produced by one of the big giant conglomerates that you're so used to. Um, So in our case, that would be Sherwin-Williams, ExxonMobil, Noble, um, PPG, the big giant paint companies. We've had to fight that and they like to keep their innovation in-house. So that's a challenge, and so you just have to keep, so we're using a lot of promotional tools, including AI, um, to um, really get this technology out there so that we can get some um, traction.
1: That's good, and good advice. Uh, Final question, where we can find more about yourself and the company,
2: Beth. Yeah. Um, Our company is called Reactive Surfaces. And that's like surfaces of a table, not services. I always have to make that
1: I would write that in the show notes. Don't, don't worry. <laughs>
2: okay. And you can reach me on my LinkedIn, but you'll see on Reactive Surfaces, there are um, several different tabs with our different technologies. So you can go to the Carbon Capture Coatings tab and you can learn more about that. And um, we've had a lot of recent um, articles in USA Today, uh, Success Magazine. I can I can provide those to you if you'd like to put them in your um links to the podcast
1: yeah sure sure so audience will be seeing that don't worry about it but thank you very much for your time today i learned something new and this is uh, you know really i appreciate the time and i am sure the audience as well whether they are listening or watching this they have learned a lot because you know at that maybe i repeated also this several times today is it's like for a bigger cause which is saving you know the planet and you know keeping things uh you know at at as should be <laughs> you know at least you know yeah so to not go worse as you said we cannot like flip the clock at some stage maybe later on and so, we're all
2: in this together it brings the whole world together no one is no one is safe from this you know exactly. so we all have to band together this time and yeah
1: exactly that. exactly and again thank you very much and this is usually how i end my episode um so if if you're listening to this the first time, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you will subscribe and keep coming. And for the uh, loyal fans who always keep sending their notes and their suggestions, thank you very much also for all your support that you showed this year. And the, because in the new year, we will have like more topics similar to this and even some topic that we didn't discuss before so stay tuned and thank you very much for tuning in and we'll meet again very soon thank you bye bye hit
0: that subscribe button share the show with your tech savvy friends and fellow entrepreneurs and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app your support means the world to us